Hello and welcome to your Daily Dose of Positivity, a show where teens talk about all the uplifting and inspiring things happening in the world today. And today I've got Kaylee here and we're talking about good news. Hi everyone, hope you're having a great day, night, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Definitely whenever you're listening to this because we don't know when this will go up. But yeah, um, I <laughs> yeah, hope you're doing well. So I guess to start off, Kaylee, do you have any personal good news going on? Actually, I do. So tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, and I'm Irish, so it's like a big holiday for me. It's honestly one of my favorite holidays, and the like really good thing about it this year is that my grandparents are coming over for um, St. Patrick's Day dinner. Now, this is something that we normally do with them, but um, this year they're coming into our house. We are not wearing masks because they are both vaccinated. They're past the two-week period. Both of my parents are vaccinated as well. Um, and so this is really exciting because for over a year, we haven't been able to really see them. When we do, we have to be outside and we're masked and we're far apart. And it's been really hard for them um, just because they're used to like being very independent and going out and doing things. And now they've kind of had to rely on um, my family and my cousins to like bring them food and go grocery shopping, shopping, stuff like that. So it's really, really exciting that we get to see them normally inside the house and, you know, it's very safe. Um, and so I'm really excited for that. My grandma's making corned beef and cabbage, which I don't eat, but she's also making me chicken cutlets. So I'm really excited about that because, well, actually my grandma is Italian and my grandpa is the Irish one. So my grandma makes really good chicken cutlets, total tangent. Um, but yeah, I am really, I'm really, really excited about that, especially since St. Patrick's Day, once again, does not look very normal. Um, I'm also an Irish dancer, so normally St. Patrick's Day, March Madness, as we call it, you know, we have lots of parades that we're dancing in, and we go dance at nursing homes and other shows, and we usually do a pub crawl where we dance at a bunch of bars uh, on St. Patrick's Day night. So, you know, obviously we haven't been able to do any of those, but it's really nice to be able to see my grandparents and have dinner with them. Absolutely. I love that a lot I definitely like it's exciting to have St. Patrick, Patrick's Day coming up as well I'm not really Irish but I do I think it's a very fun holiday to celebrate I still really enjoy it and so that's really cool that your grandparents will be coming and you get to finally hang out with them yeah no I'm very very excited about it definitely it's gonna be a little bit weird having them in the house and like not being masked because I'm used right. to as soon as I hear them knock on the door I'm like okay grab my mask and like go see them but yeah I'm, I'm definitely excited and like you know we're starting to come around to the holidays where now it's the second year in a row um, yeah. that they've been I don't want to say ruined because it's still a great holiday but just like you know change because of COVID so it's like two years in a row kind of getting annoying now but you know keep on trucking as I said earlier and you know we'll yeah. be at the finish line very soon um, it appears but yeah just like fun thing that I'm looking forward to on my Wednesday night this episode will probably be out after it's happened but yeah yeah, definitely. I feel like we definitely are coming a lot closer to the finish line than I thought we would. Also, I just need to check because I think the people will be asking, will your grandparents or anyone be having a spinach pie at this St. Patrick's Day meal? Like, just just out of pure curiosity, I kind of need to know. No, these are the same grandparents with the spinach <laughs> okay. pie, um, believe it or not, but yes. And unfortunately, no. Although, after that spinach pie, um, my grandma did make me a second one because I really Aww. enjoyed it. Um, and it was really good for like lunch and stuff to warm up very easily. So yeah, you know, maybe she'll make me one again in the future. I don't know, but no, no spinach pie uh, <laughs> at the St. Patrick's Day. Wonderful. Well, still very cool. It's super fun. I'm excited to uh, cook, maybe do some like kind of cupcakes and some fun St. Patrick's Day meals. Cause yeah. we'll definitely, my mom is a professional chef or kind of was, she went to culinary school. So like our like holiday meals are just 
incredible and I'm like I love them all and so fun like so she'll do all the corned beef and cabbage and such and so I'll usually do I've done like kind of cupcakes and stuff before I've done even like cakes we've done together so I'm excited to kind of bake for St. Patrick's Day. That definitely uh one-ups my family's green jello. <laughs> green jello is still <laughs> rad though. We're, we're like a family of bakers but um mm-hmm. my grand my mom's grandma who came here from Ireland I think she always made green jello for St. Patrick's Day. I actually could be making this up. This might not be true, but I feel like that's the story I've been told. So we always have green jello. Um, and my grandma, I think she's making cookies. I'm making Lucky Charms uh, marshmallow treats nice. because I was just like, oh, that sounds really good. And I feel like you, I never make Rice Krispie treats anymore, but they're so good. So I'm really excited for that. I spent approximately 15 minutes waiting online in shop right today to check out literally a bag of marshmallows and lucky charms <laughs> so hopefully they come out really well because otherwise i'm gonna be really upset i i believe in them i that's really exciting honestly rice krispie treats are rad like they're like you know i definitely like they're so easy to like make and like you can buy them as well but it's mm-hmm. always like when they're homemade it's just really it's fun and it's not difficult and like they hold up yeah. i never expect them to hold up and they hold up yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't know. I just feel like people don't make them anymore. They don't, it's no. not a go-to anymore. Like I remember I was at my cousin's birthday party. This had to have been at least two years ago at this point. And my aunt had made Rice Krispie treats. I think they were like Rice Krispie ones or twos. I don't know how old my cousin was turning them. She's, I think she was two. Cause she's three. Maybe she was one. I don't know. That's not the, no, she was two. And so they were like twos and rice krispie treats and my aunt was like so surprised at how fast they went but my mom was like no like everyone loves these like there's such and no one makes them for themselves anymore no one buys them either and so I think rice krispie treats do need to make a comeback because like you said they're really really easy to make yeah and I don't know I just feel like people just don't make them for whatever reason absolutely I feel like because even on a lot of those baking shows I haven't watched like some baking tv in a hot minute but I feel like on like all the cake ones they like especially when they had to do like people and like make mm-hmm. like shapes and stuff out of cake they've used like rice krispie treats or like yeah. some kind of substance like that like as a piece of the cake and I'm like I want like a rice krispie treat that's like part of a cake like that sounds rad yeah, yeah I've never had a cake that had rice krispies in it because I don't think I've ever had like a really crazy like cake boss cake right um but yeah, I feel like even like, I haven't watched like the major cake shows as much recently, but I feel like there's more of a move to like make everything out of cake than there is to use Rice right. Krispie Treats. I could be lying, but like just to like, people like challenging themselves, they're not making those kinds of cakes with Rice Krispie Treats anymore. It's just a different style. And I feel like that's such a shame because Rice Krispie Treats yeah. are so good. Like, yes, they're a little bit messy to make, but I, I they're just so fun. Like, I don't know why people don't make them. I don't know either. I think they're great. I don't think anybody doesn't not like them though. Like I've never had a conversation yeah. with somebody where they've been like, I hate Rice Krispie treats. Like, yeah. I don't think there's a negative stance on them. Exactly. Like that's really the confusion point for me. It's because it's not like a polarizing dessert and it's not hard. I could go on about this forever. I won't, but like, yeah. It's just such a like classic and there's so many variations you can put like sprinkles in it you can put different things in it you can make it with different cereal that to me is like revolutionary because for the longest time i was like you can only make this out of rice krispie treats but you can really or not rice krispie treats make it out of rice krispies but you can use any cereal just like a game changer like make some out of raisin bran you know if that's your cereal choice raisin bran honestly yeah it's so versatile i've done like checks rice krispie treats with like check cereal and stuff no, they're very good. 
like I saw like Cheetos one once. I think it was a joke. What? But that sounds really. I mean, I feel like it has potential, but maybe I don't know. Potentially, you can, really, you can make it with anything. It's just marshmallows and like a dry, crunchy thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's got to be some kind of Christina Tosi like recipe out there for just anything that is Rice Krispie treatified. This for also sure. is now like just a section <laughs> in the Positivity Cookbook that will eventually, maybe oh, someday, yeah, probably yes. not enter into the world. It's just there's going to be like a chapter on Rice Krispie treats with just a variety of foods. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're bringing Rice Krispie treats back. I mean, yeah. you can make it out of like dried pineapple, dried mango. That might be a little messy. That might not be good. But I'm just thinking like all the dried crispy things you can make Rice Krispie treats out of. Yeah. Like, I want someone to just, not me, but I want someone to just try everything, everything they can think of, and just make all the Rice Krispie treats. Make just that into its own cookbook. Oh, man. I, mean, I don't yeah, have time I to start another project, but I'm, I want to do this now. Oh, my gosh. If anyone makes a Rice Krispie treat cookbook, if anyone knows of one, I will buy it, and I will make every recipe in it. If it's done by Lenny the Lizard Chef, that's just like an added bonus. Oh my gosh, yeah. I bet he has a great Rice Krispie treat recipe. I bet. Is there, there is one. Amazon, I think. Oh, it's like, but it's how to like decorate with them. Oh, that's it's like, cool. That's cool. Oh, that's wait, there's fun. another one. I think I actually have one of these. <laughs> wow. Well, this one says it's an ebook, but it's super cute. Crispy treats, nearly 100 unbelievable no-bake desserts. And it looks very familiar, and I think I might actually have it. That's incredible. This is really, really fun. There's also one by Jessica Siskin, which is yeah. attached to an Instagram. And I believe, Wait, is she a person is? who made, like, pictures and stuff out of Rice Krispie treats? Yeah, Mr. Chris. I'm going to look that up. Let's look it up. This is great This is instead of, like, positivity, it's, like, Rice Krispie treat podcast. Yeah, um, just Oh, I was this- right, yeah. Sorry. No, like, I'm also Googling this. So Mr. Underscore Crisp, uh, 67.1K followers on Instagram. Uh, very impressive. It's just like, she just makes like cool things out of Rice Krispie Treats. So she has like a dog. This is a pie that's made out of Rice Krispie Treats. Um, Wild. So this is the dog one. And I've definitely seen this before. That's really cool. She ha- And she has a cookbook where I guess she teaches you how to make all these things. This is really cool. Really There's cool. only one left in stock, by the way. So uh, order, oh, order now while supplies last. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely could not do Rice Krispie treats quite like this, but no, this is very impressive. Also, yeah, just totally aside, Positivity Podcast, our first sponsor is uh, Kellogg's Rice Krispie Treats. <laughs> If they wanted to, <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed. If you want to send me uh, Rice Krispie Treats, my address is... Is, yeah. I already uh, have a P.O. Box. 123 Positivity Street, uh, Positivity USA. I'm just going to put that into Google real quick, see what comes <laughs> up. Uh, I think we found a website. It, no. It sent me back to Google. Anyways um yeah so that's been 
That's a lot of personal good news. I just, I'm just going to second that notion that Rice Krispie treats are my personal good news. Rice Krispie treats and going back to school in person in mid-April. Those are my two pieces of good news because I haven't seen people in a year. Yeah, and I'll just tag on to that. I guess I've been having a lot of good things happening lately, but <laughs> people actually started coming back to school. So we're still hybrid. We're hoping to move to a full day um, situation in um, April. I'm not sure what it looks like, but I'll definitely keep the podcast updated because I think it's interesting to see what school looks mm-hmm. like in different places. Um, but yeah, so we're still hybrid right now, but people are actually like coming back to school, like the parking lot's filling up, there's a lot more kids, and like the first day, um, there weren't even any more people than normal in my classes, that for whatever reason, people in my classes weren't the ones who were coming back after being away for so long, but just like walking back to my car and seeing all these other cars there and seeing all these people who've been home for so long just made me so happy, and like it's just really nice to like have people back in school that I'm like friends mm-hmm. with and even not people when I'm back in school it just makes it a much more fun place to be I think um and like the weather was really great last week of course it was like kind of snowing today after it was 70 degrees last week um welcome to the northeast in March but you got through fall spring is <laughs> what happened yeah yeah I mean but yeah, just like the warmer weather, like people showing up back at school, I think things are really taking a turn for the better currently. And I think everything just like is on the rise yeah. as COVID is on the, is exiting the Hopefully, stage. man. Hopefully. I'm ready for it. I don't want to jinx anything here. Just it's like there's been a lot of wood. positivity in terms of like vaccinations and all that stuff. And it really does look like, you know, things are coming back we're finally with uh guidelines for fully vaccinated people like there are now situations where you can take off your mask with other people very limited ones and i highly suggest that you uh research fully before you do anything but like if you're a fully vaccinated household with a low risk non-vaccinated household like just two separate households like you can take your mask off which i think is huge because it's like we're finally entering an age where um you know you can take your mask off and you cannot feel scared or guilty about it which is absolutely crazy and of course there are states that are opening up early but you know I think for the majority of us it's been a very long road and we definitely still have a lot longer to go but there's lots of good news coming about it which is really great of course absolutely yeah I'm excited for it I think that it is a fun it's really good kind of it's happy one year in to see it very much on a sharp decline kind of the same way it started. It felt like it was nothing. And then boom, you're shut down. And I feel like vaccines were very slow. And then boom, like they're here and they're just in full swing. Yeah. And I mean, at the beginning, I really didn't think this was going to be a long-term thing. I literally thought like, after I realized, okay, this thing might be kind of serious. I thought we were going to go back after spring break. That never happened, obviously. Yeah. Um, I literally thought when we first had school canceled, I thought I was going to be able to, like, I thought it was going to be so fun. I thought I was going to, like, go with my friends, like, coffee <laughs> shops to do our virtual learning and, like, sit in Barnes and Nobles. And, like, why I thought that and why I thought COVID only existed in school, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't like that. And But there was definitely a point in the middle where people were saying this is going to last till like, 2022 at least and like it was gonna be a while before we could even get vaccines like it was gonna take at least a year or something like that and so to see things kind of finally be on the upturn has just been so so incredible yeah no the vaccine rollout has been 
fascinating to observe and is incredibly cool. Like all the hard work and how quickly that turnaround really was compared to any other vaccine like ever is incredibly Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And just like a reminder that just because the turnaround was quick does not mean that the vaccine is unsafe. This type of vaccine has been like, um, I don't want to like spread misinformation because I'm definitely not saying this right, but like it's been in production for a while. It's a similar type to their that viruses that we've had before and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of the speeding it up was also funding it before it was ready versus waiting for it to know that it was successful. So, you know, do your yes. research, of course, make your decisions for yourself, but go out there and get vaccinated. It's so important. Um, if you're eligible, you know, check the eligibility in your states. The They're, you know, I think we're past the initial like essential workers only phase for most places. I know Alaska because I'm dying to get a vaccine. I just want, I want it, I want to be over with. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not eligible yet. So of course I will be waiting my turn, but you know, my dad was joking with me. He's like, you know, if we move to Alaska, you can get it because they're open for everyone because they don't have a big nation there. Um, No offense, Alaska, it's just a fact. But yeah, so definitely check because you might be eligible. I know so many people who didn't think that they'd be eligible and they were and they were able to get a vaccine. So, you know, check it out because at the end of the day, the more vaccines in arms, the better. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I think we're ready to, if you're good, face into <laughs> some good news. That was a long tangent. It was a long tangent. It was a good intro though. Here's yeah. my thing. When I think about stuff like that, I think about our first episode and how quiet we all were and how like, mm-hmm. like how basically nobody knew what was happening and now we can just go on rice crispy treat and vaccine tangents for like 25 minutes or however long that yeah. was yeah. and it's like it's very cool it's yes, very cool for sure seeing the growth is huge oh my gosh yeah and like the growth that will like the fact that i'll probably look back at this one day and cringe is a very like interesting feeling to think about yeah because i feel like we're doing like a good job at yeah. it now but you know yeah anyways okay i won't go off on a tangent about that because <laughs> I, I could oh my gosh same All right, so moving into our first story here, this takes place in Los Angeles, California from CNN.com, from todayshow.com, not CNN.com. Steven Nava uh, would walk past a man sleeping in his car every day to work. And eventually he put together that that man was homeless. And then a little bit after that, he put together that that man was his old teacher, uh, Jose Villanueva. And so eventually, you know, Nava reached out to him, he saw him and they talked. He gave him just $300 initially to just like, help him out he basically realized that this teacher Mr. V I believe is what he was called um, wound up you know losing a job when school shut down because substitute teachers didn't really have anywhere to go at that point so he eventually kind of went he was home like unstable unstable in his living conditions eventually he wound up homeless and really the only money he was getting was social security and that was going to his wife I believe in Mexico, who was kind of in critical condition or had a disease, it was not doing great there. And so um, Nava then, after giving him the $300 and kind of catching up with him here in his story, went to social media to raise awareness and to start a GoFundMe. And he really got an outpouring of support and love and such an incredible response. He got a lot of tweets, tweets from like classmates and kids who was, kids were like, oh my gosh, I had this dude as a substitute, which is so cool. But not only that, but he got $27,000 in this GoFundMe beating there. I think his initial goal was $15,000. And eventually more recently, he was able to kind of have a gathering. I think him, I believe maybe some prior students and they presented that check to Mr. V who was just, I believe, you know, so utterly grateful. And I think so just incredibly 
happy and grateful for all of that. And he's like, you know, it felt like it was a dream, right? To get, to go from basically not really getting anything from social security because it was going to his wife to having $27,000 like that is so incredibly cool. And so- For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, first of all, what luck like to, for this guy to pass his teacher and to recognize him. I mean, I think I would remember most of my teachers, um, but not necessarily substitutes because sometimes you only see them for a day. And in high school, I mean, it's like, there are a few substitutes, at least in my school, that kind of float around that I recognize, but there are also sometimes ones that I don't. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, just the luck and the fate and everything that came together for that situation is incredible. You know, a lot of it is just yeah. luck. Um, but like, I mean, we really should be te- treating our teachers better, obviously. You know, these are hard times for everyone, but like teachers really, I feel like are so underpaid sometimes. So it's, I, it's really nice to see that he's able to uh, do something nice for him and, you know, really help him get back on his feet. Um, yeah, did it say how old the student was? Uh, like, he looks young. He looks like 20s, 30s. Let me see. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know if he was like a current student or something like that. But yeah, I mean, just the whole the whole situation, how it all came together is incredible. As always, I, I feel like I always say that, but... I think that's the only way to really describe so many of these stories. Yeah, I mean, it's totally true. Like, it is just such an incredibly cool. It's cool to see all the support, the like, you know, from the community. I think that's really cool as well. It's like raising $27 and a GoFundMe doesn't just happen. You know, it happens because people will take action. They see somebody in need and they go help them. And that's just so, mm-hmm. so cool. And you're right. Like, teachers definitely aren't deserve more in pay and in the way they're treated. And everything else because they do so much even substitutes I almost think like it's not a competition but like there are definitely even cases where like definitely substitutes because they're getting I believe like a lot of them at least in my experience get paid by the class and like Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been in a class with a sub especially in I don't know more my middle school freshman earlier years of high school it's not easy for them because they're not Mm -hmm. this like you know the teacher maybe establishes that authority that the sub just doesn't have and so a lot mm-hmm. of kids like don't care and I've definitely exactly. been in classes where the substitutes have not been treated the best by the students and it's really mm-hmm. sad yeah and I mean usually like the teacher will just leave work and it's so easy for the students to just like be respectful and do their work and the sub is just kind of like mm-hmm. there but um you know a lot of times the students aren't and it's I was always a person who's so like upset to see that because it's Same. like these people are just trying and they're not doing anything to you and like there's no reason to be rude to them um but yeah I'm like I don't know the whole situation because like I know like if I ever see my teachers in public I'm like running the other way I don't want to <laughs> if my teachers don't listen to this I love you guys but like well, not all of them well, maybe I should have said that <laughs> but I pre- I respect all of my teachers and I appreciate yes. the job that they do and they're definitely ones that are like very special to me but like I never want to see them in public <laughs> there's like maybe one or two I'd be okay with but like I don't want to make that. it's not an <laughs> ideal situation for me so the, and the fact that this guy wasn't like you know oh that's my old substitute like I'll just give him some money and like go on he actually made an effort and like connected with him I think that's really huge no, I do I respect all my teachers and I'm very appreciative of them because I feel like as I'm ending my high school years I feel like I've gotten a really great education I'm um, like really prepared and well for college but as much as I love them, I don't want to see them outside of school. And so, yeah, I mean, I just really commend this guy for all that he's doing. It's 
I commend him, but at the same time, I feel like it's something that we should all be doing and it shouldn't need to be commended in the fact that like, we should always be trying to help others. We should always be giving back. And, you know, you can't set up a GoFundMe for every single person that you see, unfortunately. Like, I wish you could, but you couldn't. And so it's like, he's doing things that are very basic, but also most people wouldn't think to do. And so I, you know, commend him and think that that's like, it's a great thing that he did. Absolutely. Yeah. It's important. It's really cool to just kind of be, to helping out those in the community. Anyways, Kaylee, do you have a story for us? Yeah, so um, for my first story, I'm trying something new. We'll see how it goes. But <laughs> um, I was really looking for like a St. Patrick's Day good news story because, you know, it is my favorite holiday. But because it's a minor holiday, there's not really that much news surrounding it. So I found a, an article from Good News Network, one of our favorite sources, um, from last year that just lists like a bunch of good news that happened on St. Patrick's Day in the past. So I'm just going to pick some of my favorites and like talk about them very briefly. And like this segment might absolutely flop and we'll never do it again. Or it could be good. I don't know. So yeah. <laughs> come along for the ride. So the first one, 1845, the rubber band was invented. Who knew? Not me until today. Um, the Kingdom of Italy was founded 1861. Another like really random one. I don't know if anyone's taking a history class where they need to remember that, but like now you know, St. Patrick's Day. Um, This one I like because this is my favorite artist. Vincent Van Gogh um, had 71 of his paintings shown in Paris, uh, which this happened in 1901, so it was 11 years after his death. Um, It created a sensation. That's all the article says. I don't know what kind of sensation it is. Um, it's another really cool one. 110 years ago today, the Campfire Girls were founded, which I did a little research on the Campfire Girls. Um, and it's now called Campfire, and it was formerly Campfire USA and then Campfire Girls of America. Um, so right now it's the co-ed thing, but I'm assuming when it started, it was Girls Only. It's a developmental organization, um, and it was the first non-sectarian multicultural organization for girls in America. And it uh, emphasizes camping and other outdoor activities for youth. So I think it's similar to like Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, but it's like specifically camping and outdoors because with Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts as well, like leadership and other things that go into that as well. And I'm sure this has leadership too, but um, it's like very focused on camping, which is like an organization I've never even heard of. So I just thought that was cool. Um, some other things. I feel like this segment might be flopping a little bit. I love it. No, this like this reminds me of the good news in history that I never followed through on. I love this. So keeping going, the National Gallery of Art in Washington, D.C. opened on St. Patrick's Day, 1941. Um, Another one for history buffs, Belgium, Netherlands, Luxembourg, France, and the United Kingdom signed of Brussels, which was a precursor to NATO in 1648. Um, and then in 1992, so kind of recently, a referendum to end apartheid in South Africa was passed with a 68.7% vote rate, pass rate. Um, in 1978, U2 won a talent contest in Limerick, Ireland. And um, winnings included $500 and studio time to record a demo and audition for uh, the CBS Ireland record label. Um, and they made their first U2 recording with that wow. winning. So I'm not a U2 fan. I think I might've heard a song or two when my dad plays them, but I know that they're <laughs> a big band. I know that I think Apple like downloaded their album to everyone's like phone or something a lot, like oh in gosh, early 2000s. Right. Um, and so I'm assuming from the way that this is worded, like this was where they kind of got started with their uh, first recording with, from this contest which was the 
Limerick Civic Week Pop 78 competition. So that I thought was pretty cool. And I think it's kind of ironic that they're like Irish and then they won a, a talent contest on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's very and cool. And then the last one, uh, Nat King Cole was born on St. Patrick's Day. He was born, this article says 101 years ago. So this is from 2020, I think. So it would be 102 years ago. So he was a jazz pianist and vocalist. And I think he was also an actor. I don't know much about him, but he is um, a, a well-known name. I've definitely heard his name before. I think he also was like the Christmas song. Yeah, like Chestnut's Roasting is what it looks like yeah. on the article. Yeah. Yeah. So just some fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day facts, fun things that happen in history. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Like a lot of like random things that you might never think of. Um, and of course, this episode is probably going to come out after St. Patrick's Day, but you know, just. You know what? Think yeah. About. Just, just celebrate it then. Like get some green food dive. Yeah. But whatever drink you're drinking right now, just kind of exactly. celebrate a little bit of St. Patrick's Day. All, all of the green food dye. All of it. Yeah. It doesn't work unless. Maybe we should cut this out. It doesn't right. work unless you're pooping green. <laughs> I mean, blue. <Yep. laughs> We might want to cut that one out. I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> if you want people to, people are going to think it's gross. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. I don't think I'm weird for thinking that, but you know. I mean, you're fine. This is my favorite, or like one of my favorite holidays. And I, yeah. it's a minor holiday, but I think we should celebrate it. And I feel like, you know, some places really do hype it up, like Chicago. I was, yeah. I really wanted to go and see the Green River. I think that's kind of cool. Oh my gosh. Same. Questionable the environmental ass, uh, impact <laughs> of it. But cool nonetheless. And of course, the New York City St. Patrick's Day Parade, very iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been to any of those, given that you're kind of somewhat close to the city? No. No? Um, I think the New York City St. Patrick's Day Parade is going school day. Like, it's on St. Patrick's Day, so I've Ah. never uh, been to do that. But I've marched in, like, local St. Patrick's Day parades. And I think you can. Uh, I've known other dancers who've marched in the New York City one, but I think you have to have, like a connection or something to like get into that one. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll be in, I'll be living in the city next year, and I'll be in college, so maybe I'll go uh, see that for myself. If hopefully we can have it next year, that'd be very fun. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'd be fun if parades kind of exist yeah. again soon enough. Like parades can be had now, like if you're doing it safely. I mean, I guess the bigger issue is the crowd. Um, because you can space out people when they're marching and of course it's outside which is nice but I guess the crowds are probably a bigger issue because those can be harder to control right yeah I think you're definitely right because I'm too I'm like you know because I've done marching band before like I'm in there so I'm like we can do like over in the fall like we did just like six foot spacing and it works Mm -hmm. like but you're definitely right like the the side crowds might be a lot harder to control like it's probably just a good example to set for people that like now we're still not ready to, you know, hang out normally. Right. Um, Cause then of course, you know, if you have a parade and that leads to like other activities, but I digress as usual. Yeah, no, I think you're definitely very true. Very valid points. Um, Moving on here. We kind of have a bit of a shorter story, but uh, from our old friends at wall street bets, once again, doing some more like, fun random stuff that I feel like you only find on Reddit pages at this point, but uh, they donated $300,000 to adopt gorillas from the, I believe the Diane Fossey fund. So basically getting, you know, more and more money from different New York hedge, hedge funds, this wall street bets, Reddit page 
started like using all their newly gained profits for philanthropy and like specifically like i think not like buying animals like in the animal purchasing thing but i think kind of to you know to adopt these animals to support them financially which is incredibly cool and so i think they did a variety but then they kind of went all in on gorillas they gave three hundred thousand dollars to adopt different gorillas they kind of gave them some fun names i think they gave one of them uh jim kramer's tears was a gorilla name so it's just very cool it's very fun to another it's another kind of fun wall street bets reddit story of just like random people coming together and doing something cool yeah yeah i mean we all know i love a good animal story and yeah i think it's really cool that they're like taking this thing that they did where they got a ton of money from it and they're putting it towards good and it's kind of ironic because the people on the other end who are you know the wall street people who normally make a lot of money from this stuff you don't hear stories about them donating all this all the time and they're it's not a one-time thing for them they're constantly getting money because this is their job and so you know i i think it's ironic that you know the people who are normal everyday people who capitalize capitalized on this moment um and you know this is a like a one-time thing for them really are recognizing that like this is a lot of money we should be doing good things with it um and i think hopefully probably not but hopefully it can serve as an inspiration for wall street people and i don't want to generalize because i'm sure there are people who do good things with their money right. um and i'm not saying like give all, away all your money but like you know donate to charity like it's it's really not that hard and when you are in the position where you have a lot of money i think it is an important thing to do um and so it's, it's really great hopefully it will serve as some inspiration for maybe people on wall street who don't think to do that but just like again seeing people could have easily pocketed the cash. No one would have really cared. No one would have said they don't deserve it. Um, giving it away because they know that that's the right thing to do, I think is really nice to see. Absolutely. And I think you see kind of from like more of the Wall Street stuff, especially the people who, like you're on a Wall Street Bets or Reddit page, you're maybe investing a bit and probably losing a bit too, especially if you're on, you know, like stocks and just single stocks, stocks and such, you're not going to be making a whole lot of return. So getting this just like, I think really large amount of money kind of out of the blue I think all like maybe makes it easier. Not that like to what they're doing is easy. I think it's still, there's definitely so hard to hardship to par with collectively 300 mm-hmm. grand. That's not yeah, easy. Yeah. But like kind of getting it in, in a sudden influx, probably more so for just the fun of it for like almost the memes of it, especially if you think to GameStop, like, yeah, yeah. you know, and then like, like kind of what we talked about Hunter Khan a few weeks ago or however long ago that was like, he's, you know, he's like, I just, I have this money. And I just was like, all right, why not? buy some switches because it's not like you mm-hmm. know it's not like they were he was living off of that right it's not like exactly, that was yeah critical to his income you just have now you know 20 grand 10 grand mm-hmm. 500 bucks to do whatever you want with and so it's so incredibly yeah. cool and it's, it's really cool to have it used for things like philanthropy and mm-hmm. things like adopting gorillas yeah and i mean you're right like that it is kind of easy for them to part with it because it's not something that they were depending on. But at the same time, I feel like there are so many people who wouldn't. Right. And so to see that there are people who are like able to make that conscious decision and be like, you know, this money is nice to have, but I don't really need it. Or like, I can do good things with it. It's really cool to see. And like, hopefully again, it just inspires other people to, you know, really think about what they're using their money for. And I'm not saying, you know, give away all your money because of course you know, everyone needs money. Everyone needs to be able to fund themselves, but just really thinking about, you know, where it's going to and could it be going somewhere else? Absolutely. Yeah, that's really, really cool. And I guess we'll keep with the uh, animal story theme because I Heck also yeah. have 
an animal story. This is about an arthritis treatment for dogs. Um, so this company, um, which is called Zoetus, I believe is how it's pronounced. It's spelled like Zoe, Z-O-E, and then like Itus, I-T-U-S. So I'm, I'm just really, you know, <laughs> going off of my own attempt to make a pronunciation here. But uh, anyways, that company is the largest global animal health company. And they manufactured this treatment, which involves the synthesis of antibody molecules to eradicate pain caused by arthritis. Uh, it's been two years since I've taken AP bio, so I really can't explain the science to you, but um, vets are hailing it as groundbreaking. So it's doing some amazing stuff. Um, this is going to be rolled out first in Scotland, actually. There are eight veterinary clinics um, in Scotland that will be distributing the treatments. No idea how they chose Scotland, but it's a pretty cool country, so I'm here for it. Um, and yeah, so they give, in the article, they talked about this one cocker spaniel named Chloe, who's 13 years old, and she suffered for about 10 years with displacing her hind legs and front elbow, which later de developed into arthritis. And the only medicines that are available uh, cause liver damage. So uh, her owner was saying this treatment is going to be a godsend for her. And, you know, if she can walk for 10 minutes instead of five, that'll be good progress. Um, and so she'll get treated once a month. And yeah, and so hopefully they'll see an improvement. The um, One of the co-directors, I think, of the one of the, uh, oh no, what's it called? That. No, veterinarian is the person who does it. Is it like a clinic? Yeah. Okay. That's really embarrassing. No, you're good. We can take it from it's like a, take it from a few sentences back if you want. No, 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 that's okay. We can keep it in. Um, right. Yeah. So the one of the co-directors of the veterinary clinic says that it feels like the next big leap in science. Um, and since it's really huge, you know, one of the biggest things. I mean, the the thing that dogs do is you know run around and play. And so when they have arthritis, that can be really, really hard for them. And, you know, they're dogs. They don't necessarily understand what's going on. And so I think that this new treatment definitely shows a lot of promise and uh, will be really good for them. And hopefully we can, you know, start to roll it out in a bigger and better way. I, I think it's like kind of in a trial phase or they're just starting with a slow rollout. I'm not really sure how <laughs> the dog, the vet treatment world works, but I don't know. I just think it's really cool to see. I don't personally know any dogs with arthritis, but I, I think it's a pretty widespread issue um, for dogs. So yeah, that, that's another like short, fun animal story. Absolutely. That's incredible. Man, animal stories are just like the best, but it's so cool to like also see this treatment being developed that will probably, if it works out, let's say be helping dogs for many years to come. And that's just yeah. so cool. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of the traditional medications for it have uh, side effects, so like kidneys or um, liver disease, stuff like that. And so with this one, there aren't any side of side effects, which is huge That's because you know you don't want to solve one problem by causing another. Right. That's so cool. Like that's so cool. Like you don't hardly hear that anywhere that like medication doesn't have your has very minimal side effects. So like that's yeah. so rad. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there might be some other types of side effects, but if there are everything has side effects but um right. they clearly outweigh anything that is happening with these older medications um and so yeah it seems really cool and like i don't know to me like do i don't want to say dogs are like helpless creatures but you know they don't understand what's going on it's a lot harder for them to right. process what what arthritis means and you know they move a lot more than humans do and so 
it's, it's cool to see that there's like a good way to help them that isn't going to damage other parts of their bodies. Yeah, that's really, really cool. It's great to just see like new ways to help out other animals and people and everything else. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about the science of it, but like maybe this could help humans with arthritis. Yeah, I was one day. about I mean, that. Maybe. I really, I really don't know how close humans and dogs are, how that all works. But I mean, just the idea like could be maybe applied to humans today. Yeah. I'm speaking with no authority <laughs> on the topic at all. Same. I no no research on this whatsoever. I, but yeah. like maybe, yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah, this is how I go through life. I just sound like I know what I'm talking about on things that I really have no idea about 90% of the time. <laughs> yeah, totally good. I totally feel that one. Like, that's just how you get through it sometimes. It's how you roll. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Confidence is key. Fake it till you make it. It is. Fake it till you, I don't, I'm not going to side change it, but, uh, I watched a thing in psychology class where like, if you stand confidently, you feel confidently. And it was like, fake it till mm. you become it. So like, that's cool. Fake it till you become it. Yeah. Eventually. I don't know if anyone. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't know if anyone listening watches Grey's Anatomy, but like, I don't want to give spoilers, but like one of the characters, <laughs> Amelia, like before she, I think, I feel like she reads a, a something somewhere that says like, you stand in a superhero position yes. before you do something. It like gives you power to do it. So she like does it. I think before surgeries or before um stuff like that if you watch the show you'll, you'll know what yeah. i'm talking about um but yeah and i think i actually saw that like in real life too like it isn't just in a tv show like standing in front of a mirror like posing as a superhero like you know hands on hips stuff like that gives you confidence which i think is really really cool it's so cool it's i think called the facial feedback theory i think there's a rad ted talk about it but it's very fascinating mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just like, you know, tricking your brain into thinking that, you know, you're more confident than you are, I think is really cool. Like all these brain tricks are, yeah. I'm not going to tangent about this, but, you know, brain <laughs> tricks are, I think it's really cool. Like whenever I'm taking a test, when I used to take tests in person, my guidance kept actually reading this um, piece of advice because I would get really anxious and she'd be like, put like a, a brightly colored thing on your desk and then like you just look at it and like rem- as a reminder to like center yourself and like you're okay, like you know this, you got this. And so like that's like another maybe it doesn't fall into the same category but just like another brain trick or so to speak cool. that i remembered yeah I, i've never heard about that i have brightly colored things yeah. on my desk but like i yeah i always put like i had this one orange pencil that i would put on my desk and like whenever i looked at it i would remind myself like you know like you know what you're talking about you know you got this like you you studied really hard like there's no need to get worried like yeah that's so cool i really like that idea i might implement that now all my tests are like open notes so uh-huh. i just Look at my yeah. notes. Look at your notes. Yep. That's all you need. Open note tests are just the best thing. And I feel like, I'm not going to talk about this long, but I feel like they better <laughs> prepare you for the real world because your boss is never going to be like, okay, you know, write down all these numbers for me and don't use anything except for a calculator. Like they're never going to be like that. You're always going to have access to outside material. And so I just think that like open notes tests are actually really helpful because it teaches you how to effectively and efficiently look up, you know, um, information that you need at the time that you need it. Right. But anyways, that's, that's a whole other. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense though. It really does. Um, anyways, I think that's everything that we've talked about. This has been a really wrap fun one. Wrap time. Mm-hmm. Do you got anything to, to plug, to shout out? No, not, no? not really. 
Um, yeah, I really don't have that much going on right Solid. now. I'm not even like, I don't even have a TV show or a book to recommend. <laughs> Same. I'm on, on a Rice Krispie Treats. Sure. Yeah, I mean, go out and make some. Yeah. Don't even, like, it's, it's I don't even have to, but it's, it's butter, marshmallows, and cereal of your Rice Krispie Treats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is three ingredients then. Yeah. No, yeah. it's really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very make some make some this weekend make some while you listen well now you're at the end of the podcast <laughs> go listen to one of our old episodes and make some rice crispy treats and you're gonna be thinking us and yourself the whole week because now you're just gonna have rice crispy treats you will and don't overcook them because you're distracted by listening to a podcast there's a whole uh, yeah dear hank and john like had a bit every once in a while where they'd like just talk and then one of them would just yell oh my god it's burning because people would write in that they were cooking, but then would get distracted and forget that things were in the pan and would burn their food. So don't oh burn God. your Rice Krispie treats, but... Um, we hold beware. no responsibility for how no. your Rice Krispie treats come out. That is up to you to make them good. We are not liable, but if you do make them at any point in the future, hashtag positivity Krispie treat. And yeah, and tag and us because we will us. repost. Please, we will absolutely. We, we will probably ask you to guest on this podcast if you interact with us in that way. So, so please do that. One hundred percent. If you want an automatic spot on this, I mean, yeah. we really aren't going to turn down that many people who are just genuinely excited to come on right. the podcast. But if you want an automatic uh, slot on the show, make some rice krispie treats. We will bring you <laughs> on. You can discuss uh, your adventure in making them. You can tell us a good news story. Whatever you want any of it all the things thank you again for listening to us cover a myriad whole lot of really fun really cool topics uh wall street bets buying gorillas to treat treatment for arthritis in dogs st patrick's day good news rice krispie trees so much other just really fun things if you want to find us we have the instagram at positivity.podcast and the facebook group called positivity uh, if you have any feedback, want to tell us anything, our email is now positivitypodcast2020 gmail.com. Like, still, there, there's a hot minute where the account died and I just set it up with an, the same email. So if you emailed us within, like, I don't know, December to, like, February, March of 2020, 2021, and I didn't get back to you, that is why. Anyway, our, our editing is done by Chizubem Uchi and uh, our graphics are by Campbell Deepkin. This has been a teacup of positivity. I've been Carter DeBorek, joined by Kaylee, and it's been awesome. Bye. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Bye.